0: Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Can't Stop Talking About Wrestling. Hello everyone, I'm Hector and I'm here with my tag team partner, Raymond. Holy
1: wrong day of the week for the second time.
0: <laughs> yes indeed, that's why I guess uh, we're not sure if Mark is, is going to make it today. So right now we're going to have to pick up the work. But uh, it should be fun. always. Like always. <laughs> Um, let's just, I guess, jump around on, on what's been going on in the last, I guess you could say, last week. Um, what came up, I saw, which I think is kind of weird and early, Drew McIntyre's um, contract is going to be up early next year. So for, like, the second time this year, we're talking about his contract status. Um, does he stay with WWE? Does he resign? Or does he, is, is he happy there? What do you think?
1: So, I mean, in my opinion, I think Drew is happy with WWE, right? He may not be happy with the quote booking, but it's something that, um, you know, anyone that wants to perform and be the best and the champion wants. To. But I think in his case, uh, two things, money, right? Because obviously there's competition out there and he can probably get money from there too. He's seeing Edge by making a boatload of money. and. Um, uh, you know, him being champion. I think that at the end of the day, he wants to be champion. If they're, they're, he doesn't see that for him, I think he may go, but I think at this point, I think he is pretty happy. Otherwise, he may pull the Sasha and not show up, you know, like Sasha Banks is like, oh, well, I'm not gonna say Sasha. I'm not, that's it. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, I won't do that. I'll be fair. But like, if someone doesn't like the booking, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, well, you said because that we know that was a fact. Yeah, he left. So maybe, like, in that type of instance, he could have done something like that.
0: Yeah, because I mean, w- it was only rumors, and, and Triple H has said that it, he thinks it's funny every time he sees all these rumors and news, because none of them are true. But we did hear that Drew was willing to come back as long as the story was good. So, I mean, when he did eventually come back, he was stuck in a story with Sheamus, and he he didn't get a, a title. And I if I see him going to AEW, I don't see him getting a title either. I mean, is he the guy to beat MJF? I mean, that's crazy... To think that far ahead right now but yeah I mean now we have the story with him with Seth and maybe he's joining judgment day or some kind of connection with them so I, I don't know if he's happy with, with what is going so I guess we only time would tell with that but it, I just thought it was weird that in less than a year it's two times we're talking about his contract and if he's gonna stay or not
1: but, um, I'm gonna say one thing yeah sorry, I was gonna say really quick I the, this is because I I'm not a drew McIntyre fan I've heard this from but his recent storyline of like people getting beat up in the ring and like oh well, that's on you and the whole, is he isn't he good guy bad guy type of feel this is the most I've been interested in a long time with his story yeah. and that's a good thing right because I've been when you said drew came out I'm like eh his stories are usually the same. Right. And I, this is the first time that it's actually intriguing. So I'm actually happy to see or it, interested to see where this goes.
0: Yeah. I, I, I like the whole thing of him, like, s- supposedly being Seth's bodyguard, making sure that nothing happens to Seth. But I think they only did that for, like, a week or maybe two weeks, and then it, it stopped. But I like the whole thing that like, I'm, I'm going to protect you to make sure no one jumps you. Kind of like, um, I think AEW is ca- copying off of that story with Samoa Joe. I think that's the direction they're going with, Samoa Joe. He's going to be like MJL's bodyguard and make sure no one attacks him since he has like seven different enemies right now. But yeah, I like that story of just making sure, I mean, it's already going to, their fight is this Saturday. But make sure no one touches Seth. Make sure he's 100% so he has no more excuses and he go win the title c- clean. But so let me
1: ask you: yeah. Do you think because AEW kind of picked it up, that that's the reason WWE said, you know what, let's do something different, or they as they say pivot?
0: Well, no, because um, this just happened on Wednesday, last Wednesday, that um, okay. Samoa Joe said that um, if you need a tag team partner, I'll be your partner and everything. Basically, he he's doing it for a title shot. Like he got his back, and they, they both shook hands at it. So MJF has to pick up. Uh, pick a tag team partner or two tag two members to be his partner, um, tomorrow, and it's a surprise. So I would, I'm I'm pretty sure one of them might be Samoa Joe. So don't expect it to be that clean. But we'll save AEW for later. Um. So yeah. So that's going on with Joe. I guess we'll find out Saturday where his career goes if he come becomes a champion or not. Um. Let's talk about um, which is very weird. Ronda Rousey, who after she retired from UFC and WWE has announced that she's doing an independent wrestling show on November 16th for the Wrestling Revolver. It's called an Unreal Unreal event. It's a pay-per-view on Fight TV. Uh, I think I might order it just to see what she's going to do. Um, they did say that... It's everybody. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they didn't announce who she's going to fight or, any, or why, why is this going on the only tricky part is this I'm hearing different people pick it up as they're thinking this is such a great idea for her to hit the independent scene and and like um, I guess get new fans on her side because now she's doing she's paying her dues she, she's going backwards but I also saw that on um, part of the proceeds for this event event is going to the Maui wildfire relief so I was just wondering since everybody's jumping the gun and saying that she's hitting the independent scene. Is she just doing this for like one time to get some money for this charity event? Or is it going to be like she's going to be the new female version of Matt Cardona and she's going to start winning titles in different independent companies, which would be also cool. But it just, this would be very different, a different look for Rhonda if she's going to hit all the different independent scenes and all that.
1: I mean, I think you can go either way, right? Because this is our first one doing this, like so that's our first event. So she may like it, right? Sometimes it's like you know, like a tattoo—you get one, now all of a sudden, next thing you know, you got your whole body tattooed. (laughs) So she may like it. She's like, you know what? This is a pretty cool experience. I like this. It's not like WWE, and maybe it's not as big as WWE, but you know what? Money is good. Who knows? Uh, I think it could be part of it more for charity than anything else. Because I don't see someone like Ronda Rousey does. Doing it for the sake of independent. I don't see her doing it for
0: the sake of independent. What, but there a cause for it. That, yeah. yeah, I'll say that there's a cause for this. A, it has to do a, a good charity. And if you believe in it, you, you do anything for it. But when it comes to independent, like, it's a totally different, um how can you say it, environment. Like, if you listen, I've listened to um or heard Macadona and different podcasts talk. And the money's okay. You, you, I'm sure she'll get top money. But it's not WWE money. Nowhere near that. And um, like you have to do a whole bunch of events. Like, McAdona's wrestling. He's he's back on a busy schedule. Wrestling as much as possible. Hitting different cities. And he talks about the, the gyms. Because basically they're fighting in school gyms. So you don't have that big arena no more. You don't. The bathrooms. Sometimes you're getting dressed in the bathroom. Sometimes it's a locker room, but you're sharing it with everybody. You don't have your private room no more. So, it'd be very interesting to see if Rhonda is okay with that kind of lifestyle.
1: Yeah, I mean, Rhonda is going to probably end up doing like a Cody Rose or a Randy. and can get like a like a bus or something. I don't I don't see her changing yeah, in the bathroom. You, but you never know, right? She sometimes goes well, for an experience sometimes.
0: Yeah, you can only demand so much from these companies. They're, I mean, they're small independent companies for a reason. They're not, they, they don't have really a TV programs. So, this pay-per-view is probably something really big for them. And the money they get, they're going to be very happy for it. But, yeah, just something to look out for. So, like I said, it's November 16. I don't know the price. I, I didn't get to see the price for this um show. But, uh, yeah, I would like to see what, what she's going to do at it. Um, moving on with that, um, CM Punk did a, a podcast also. and He was asked if he would be. They asked him straight up, are you going to be at the Survivor Series? And he said that he heard it was sold out and that it's a hard ticket to get. So he don't think he'll be there. <laughs> I mean, that's a great answer. I mean, it's just like some of these people are just like expecting him to be like, Yeah, I'm gonna be there. I signed a contract for five years, and that's what I'm gonna be doing. Like, what happened to him just being surprised? I mean, just make up your own story of what you think might happen, and that's it. And let's just wait and see. But, um, sad, I think a lot of
1: fans already did that already because, yeah, you know, so going to fans, he's already asked so that their E, so. Yeah.
0: I also heard this crazy yeah. this crazy story, which I think will be fantastic, amazing, it has to do with CM Punk. Um, people are saying this what happens if under the devil mask it's CM Punk and that all of this was a big work. And if if it is a work, they got everybody. Like this, Oh, I agree
1: with that one.
0: <laughs> this would be like the greatest <laughs> story ever for a very long time in wrestling. <laughs> that if all this time we thought Tony Khan was scared for his life, and CM Punk was fired, and all of this crazy stuff, and he's a free agent, and he might go back to WWE and all this, and he's under the devil mask. I like it. I just can't... I, I start going into crazy details, and I'm thinking, like, but who else was with him backstage jumping um Switchblade? <laughs> so, I was like, CM Punk don't have a crew like that, unless you end up saying it's FTR, and I don't know. But it, just, it didn't seem ACO. like that. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, thats I mean, that's interesting, and if that could happen, then, hey, everyone needs to give their flowers to AEW because they did something that no one could expect to happen.
1: Well, that's true, and also I think that would be the most expensive ruse ever because I think that costs them tickets, yeah, uh, <laughs> merchandise, and everything else. So, yeah, yeah. we're giving their flowers a the right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the next couple of pay-per-views, or whatever you want to call them for WWE, we have our Elimination Chamber in Australia. Then there's a big, yeah. there's a big rumor that um, Backlash will be in Paris, uh, SummerSlam at Cleveland, and then we have Bash in Berlin. So, I mean, doing a lot of overseas, big stadium tours. So some big things for WWE coming up. And you know, when they go to these countries, they have to go all out. Since they haven't, they're only gonna be there maybe once a year. If they're lucky to be there once a year, so they have to give put a great show to leave people talking about it. And there was also like, so oh, let me ask you. Yes, yeah.
1: oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go, go go. No, so this good. Yeah, I was gonna say because, um, as I you know, it's a trend, especially now that WWE was sold to Endeavor. They need to make that money, right? Because now you got to show me why you're worth nine point billion dollars. Right. So, with that said, do you think this is leading to WrestleMania forty one, England, or UK, or
0: wherever? Um, if the if the stories or rumors are correct, and, and I've I've read from legit places, WrestleMania forty one is already taken. It's going to be uh, Minneapolis. So maybe oh. so maybe we're talking about WrestleMania forty two, and I just I've I've once again I I don't I'm not making news up or nothing, but I've heard that it's it's just a big crazy project to do a WrestleMania overseas. Like it, it oh, okay. It, it consists. So it, it, it it consists of a lot of um parts of workers. To, to, to be over there, it's not something that you could just like jump ship and like you would have to be there for maybe like a week, week and a half. Have the people build the stage, um, the the props that they send. The I, I I could see them like maybe sending this like in a, in a in a big giant cargo ship that will have to be sent to these countries just to, um display the WWE world that they're going to bring that WrestleMania has become. So it, it's just a very big production to do it just for a, a four-day, five-day weekend. It would have to be a bigger for more days. So you, you're thinking about Raw there. You're thinking about Raw, SmackDown, NXT, a two-night WrestleMania. And then what What about the Raw before that, the traveling? So, I mean, anything's possible. But from, like, from what I've heard, like I said, this is not me making up stuff. I, I keep hearing the same thing, that it's just a big production. To take overseas, so maybe in five years, ten years from now, they'll figure out a better way to do it. As of right now, it sounds like it's complicated, but hey, that I believe this was before the merger. So maybe with the merger now, because UFC does it, but I mean it, they don't do a big show like that. They just put cool. a, yeah. they put an octagon in wherever they want on the beach and put some seats around and they start fighting. So it's it's yeah. it's nowhere near what WWE does for WrestleMania. And if you haven't been to a WrestleMania, you're missing out, and you should go check one out. Especially if you're in the New York area, there's one next year in Philadelphia. So, get your tickets now. WWE, you owe me. <laughs> <New York. laughs> Alright, um, let's go to last week, because since we did an early show, um, um, last week we didn't get to go over Dynamite. And I believe, um, i I say it was a great show. A lot, but it's it just seems that people just hate AEW no matter what they do. We had MJF and Kenny Omega ha- be confronted by each other and announced that they were going to have a fight at Collision, and the internet went crazy because this is like the, a great fight. This is the fight people have been dying for, it should have been the fight at All In. And they can't believe that they're going to do it for Collision, which is a show that has been losing its audience every week. So why would you waste a great match like that? And it was just negative, negative, negative stuff coming out of it. Um, You sent me something about the talent being upset with um, decisions being made last minute. The only negative thing I have about this is it wasn't promoted the right way. You announced it on a Wednesday that these two, your two top stars are going to have a match on Saturday. I mean, there, someone had to be backstage knowing that um, Kenny Omega's record was going to be broken by MJF. You should have been pr- talking about this more, promoting it more. And have the match in Collision, you have to have it. But, I mean, it should have just been hyped up. I'm pretty sure you could have sold more tickets. I was at the, the arena. It was the Mohican Sun. It um, it had empty spots, it, but it, it wasn't sold out, and it wasn't as empty as we've seen pictures of. So I, I, compared to the pictures I've seen, this was a packed arena. But you could definitely see the empty spots and everything. But um, I think AEW is at a point right now. Whatever they have that they think is their best is what they have to put out. They can't wait to their pay-per-view... In two three weeks, when the attendance is like that, we they have to put out their best product and hope that it attracts people. I didn't get to see the ratings, how the ratings were for Saturday, um, but I do know, um, Dynamite last week, Collision this past Saturday were really great shows, and I don't know who's um narrating the episodes, but they have stories being made they have great segments in the ring outside of the ring we had on um, Swerve do i thought did you see it last week Swerve's promo Uh that
1: was with the crib yeah like going to the house yeah uh, yes I, did see I,
0: it. I thought that was a great promo i mean you can't get any more evil than that of of doing a whole promo on 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 um Hangman's kids crib while he has a watch from the yeah. the screen i mean that's awesome stuff there but like I said, it's just I, I think they have to put um their best product every every chance they get. Maybe now when they have their monthly pay per views, they could save it for a pay-per-view. But right now it's yeah, our whatever we have that we think is the best, it's what's going to be put on TV today. And and they they could do that. So I don't know. I I, I liked it. And and going to collision now, I thought like I said it was a great show and that match... Was amazing. Did you get to watch Collision's match?
1: So I got to see. <laughs> yeah, yes, I did see. uh some of it. I kind of stood with the three matches we talked about. Right. I didn't sit through the whole show. Uh, I gotta say really quick because you did send me a video. I was like, I have to has really good seats because I said it looks smaller or further away because the camera. But I said, it, I, I I can't imagine. I said I have to has really good seats.
0: Yeah, well, I um.
1: So anyway,
0: yeah, it, it's. It's hard to explain. Um, I I I was on the rises, but the first row, but on the on the hard camp side, and just the way they have that set up, you're, you, there's no such thing as a bad seat if you're sitting on the hand, the hard camp side because ev- everything's a lot closer to the ring for the the camera shots and everything. But um, but yeah, just just that match. I mean, people are saying it's five stars match. It's, it's it should be nominated for five uh match of the year. I mean it's it's I mean it this I'm losing my my vocabulary just to say how great the match was and I'm so impressed uh, with MJ. Now. Wait, wait, hold on
1: hold, hold, I didn't interrupt you the head, I'm sorry. But last week when I lost my vocabulary, I think you were calling me a whole bunch of names. I just wanna point that out really quick. But moving on. I don't right, think I don't
0: think, I don't think I don't think you lost your vocabulary. What happened was an actual a question for a very <laughs> important topic. And you was like, um, nothing. (laughs) You you said one word when I was expecting a conversation with you. It it wasn't that you lost your vocabulary. It was just you had nothing to say. You had no input. Me, I'm so excited that I don't know what to say right now. Because, like, I'm saying, MJF, he calls himself the best wrestler of of this time and everything. And he proved it. He did wrestling movies that we don't expect him to do. He's doing flips over the rope. He's getting dropped on his head. He's doing drop kicks. He's doing everything, and it looks good. It's not like, oh, he, it looks shady, like this is the first time he's doing this. He owns that ring. And I sent you the video. I posted the video on Facebook. After that, when they went off the air, Kenny Omega, they both did great promos. MJF, um, I don't know if you want to call it a promo or a shoot, because MJF just pulled his heart out and said how important MJ, um, Kenny Omega was to him in his wrestling career and becoming a wrestler and everything. And then they gave the, the microphone to uh, Kenny Omega, and he basically said that um, it's almost time for him to hang up his boots. And he was worried, but now he's not worried no more because he knows that AEW's in good hands with, with people like MJF and that MJF is um, the face of this company and just said great things about MJF, and they hugged it out and everything. And like I said, it was everything from the, the beginning of the bell to the end of the bell and the promo after that was perfect. I can't see anything competing with this. I'm, I'm sorry to say I know how WWE fans feel. I'm a big WWE fan, but I also I love wrestling more. I, I'll be straight up with it. I, I grew up as a WWE fan, or WWF fan. I love it and all that, but I, I love wrestling more. And I watch different types of wrestling. And eight, what I saw on the ending of Collision, I watched Raw after that, and, and I just don't see nothing that keeps me interested of saying, this is where compared to that type of match. Now, you want to talk about the whole entire show, that's a whole different story. But if you give me those last 40 minutes of Collision, there's nothing that's competing with that. And if you haven't watched it, I'm talking to anybody that's listening to me right now, please take your time, watch it. I don't know where you watch it at YouTube, or if you... If you DVR'd it and haven't had time to watch it, watch it. And then write to us. You can e- email me at him known as Hector or on my Instagram or whatever, And let me know if the match sucked. Show me your point why. Tell me why it sucked. It, and we'll, we'll talk about it on the podcast and everything. I'll invite you here so we can talk about it. And give me your opinion and maybe you could change my mind. But I don't think anything was better than that. It should be at least top three matches of the year. But... <coughs> Let's move on for the effort because um, Tony Khan doesn't pay me.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I was going to say really quick because I wanted to yeah. give you the opportunity to finish that. But um I think you're right. I think they uh, – I heard that they kind of, in a way, blew it uh, is what I saw on the internet because it is a very big match. Um, as you said, like, if you know this is a very big match and you know you're losing attendance or viewers, two, three weeks in advance, like, hey, hey um, MJF. You're, you're approaching my reign of the longest champion. I'm challenging you on this date to show you I'm the champion. Whoever, do it three weeks in advance and promote it and promote it like a pay per view. Yeah. So that way you can get those people in because doing it for free but not promoting it, you're not doing yourself any favors.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right about that. That's the only thing I agreed. Because, I heard, like I said, I heard so many negative things about this match and I thought it was all bullshit. But. That one, I understand. Like, it should have been promoted. Like, you can't... Like, who's in charge of this? Is it Tony Khan that's doing this all by himself? Then you, then he needs help then. He needs an assistant or something to say, hey, this this is coming up. We should add this. Let this me ask story. you this.
1: Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I no, 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 do you think Tony Khan has to hand the reins of AEW to someone else, right? Because I know this is baby. This is, like, I think how many years now?
0: Uh, is it the fourth year?
1: For fear of 50, whatever it may be. I
0: think it's
1: he's he doing his, the the whole, uh, the Jaguars, He, I think he works like 80 hours a week or more. And I'm saying to myself, like, this man, and I give him credit for that, right? Because it's not easy man. to be, like, doing multiple things. So I give him credit for that. But do you think it's time for, is my question, to pass the rank to someone else to kind of ease it Someone like Edge, right? Edge, Edge, you know, he's really big into stories. He can kind of maybe start making up these ideas or using the help of other people like uh, Christian uh, or Big Show or people that they have actually been there long enough to kind of get the idea or know the point.
0: I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I I, I think he needs help. I mean, need, he needs some kind of committee that he can sit down in a big round table and they can discuss stories and directions they want to go in the next at least three months. It shouldn't be just a two-week plan of what we're doing, and then we'll, we'll talk about it when the two weeks come up. But I, I never liked the whole idea of giving the power, and I think we've seen this with the Click and NWO and all that, of giving it to people who are are, are still active. Maybe you could get away with like uh, Jericho, who's almost ready to pass the torch and, and, and retire, maybe. But if you're active in wrestling every week, you shouldn't be in charge of writing stories it's hard not to put yourself on the top. I mean there's a everyone knows there's egos in wrestling. If you don't have an ego, you're in the wrong sport, I'm sorry. But um
1: <laughs> I agree with that yeah,
0: so not everybody's gonna wanna lose or keep um passing the torch or making this guy look good and make me look bad. So it, it should be like the Mark Henry's the big shows. I mean I would like to think they have the mind the, the great mind frame since they work for WWE and they work for other companies to say, hey, this would be a great story. I've heard, uh, Mark Henry belongs uh, a podcast, and he has great thoughts. And other guy, I always said if I win the lotto, and I become this filthy millionaire like Tony Khan, I would create a wrestling company, and I would want to run it with Bully Ray. Because you you think of Bully Ray as the wrestler throwing people to tables, his mind frame of this business and why people should do certain things at certain times of a match and everything is amazing. And that's what I think AEW needs. And the problem is, is what the whole thing with CM Punk was saying, people are so um, accustomed to doing things their way, they don't want to listen to the veterans, or, or I don't know, stuff like that. But you need people like Mark Henry, Bully Ray, um, Paul, Paul Wright. Um, you had Arn Anderson there. That was my next news. Arn Anderson's contract expired, so he's gone. You need people like that who has been in the business... As long as they have a great mind frame yes. that they're not st- everyone. Yeah, they're, they're not stuck in the um old fashioned ways like like back in my time. No, like they understand where the business is going and they got they, they have input <laughs> to give. Give Tony Khan the final say, of course, but he needs like some people to to create stories for him. He can't create all the stories by himself. That would be like me, just creating just stories nonstop. Eventually it's gonna get boring. It's going to be no good or it's only going to be pushing a certain person, the the, the same three people over and over again. You need somebody to come from the outside and be like, hey, what about we do this and add this person into the story? And that way everyone stays on track. But yeah, you have Edge and Jericho and all those people, but if they're going to be in the ring, like Edge wants to be on TV every week. Do you really want him to write stories? Like he, him and, and Christian are writing their story. That's perfect. But uh, I'm sure if you tell him to write another story, eventually he's going to add himself into it. So it should be someone that's yeah. that has that's not in the, I mean, in the business but not active. That's just my thought. So that yeah,
1: and let me ask because there was like a, I heard a rumor or whatever the case is that Edge uh, kind of had almost the same kind of issue that CM Punk had, had with younger talents and something like that it wasn't like a major thing, but. It, it was like someone, who was it? Uh,
0: was it? Ricky, Ricky, um, Sto- oh, Ricky Starks. Oh yeah. yeah. Kind
1: of give them that attitude type of thing. Like, hey, I know what I'm doing type of thing. And they, you know, and I, I'm starting to see the issue where like CM Punk has had, right? It's like, they're there with, like, hey, I want to help. Like, here's my hand. Let's help. But then you got these other people that are like, no, I know what I'm doing.
0: Right. And it's funny because-
1: Edge is going to have the same issue as CM Punk.
0: Uh, I, I'm waiting for us to find out that Edge punched one of the young bucks backstage. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> but um, it's, it's weird because a lot of people have great things to say about Ricky Starks. And at this moment, the the negative stuff was about Edge or Adam Copeland. Um, Supposedly, every, the little segment that they had, they were going back and forth. That wasn't planned. So basically... Um, Ricky Starks. I, I I will have to get the the notes to find exactly what he said. And I guess it hit um Adam Copeland nerves or whatever. And he went back and attacked him, called him a, f- a fake rock basically. And they went back and forth. People backstage that are cl- closer to Ricky Starks felt that um Adam Copeland should have had said half those things because this is our future star that we're trying to bring up, and you're knocking him down by calling him an imitation. Of the rock, and no one's gonna take him serious. So that's where it was. None of this was planned, and they were just going back and forth, talking about each other, and they just felt like Edge, Adam Copeland, just like attacked him in a way that makes his image look bad. And they felt like he could have gone another way with it. But, but see, that, but then that, that, that takes me right back
1: to that whole little scenario, like CL Punk, where it's like it's old school mentality, right? Because that's the thing that everyone kind of forgets that these guys are—they're right at that cusp of old school meaning new school which now is old school so they had the mentality of like well if you're going to be an asshole right then i'm going to show you what an asshole is yeah and i don't know i, I just don't yeah. like the idea that these you know they're trying to they're trying to produce for aew they trying to be there like you said every week and try to be something positive and they shit on them and i think that edge is going to quickly lose that flavor of, oh my god this is great too oh my god i'm working with children
0: yeah exactly. And you guys attacked me every week when I said it. But CM Punk was right. I'm can he can he have done it a different way, I guess? I, I'm sure he could have. But he had the old school mentality, like you said. He had the WWE who's a big running machine that knows what they're doing. And he had that idea. He he's a person who's had sat sat down and had multiple deep conversations with Vince McMahon. And learn the business and everything. I know exactly how that works. So he's coming over here and like, okay, I'm putting my input. And to them, it's just like, oh, this guy's just trying to take my spot. Or look at this guy. He, he, he's just being greedy or whatever. And no one wants to listen to him. And they're going to talk back to him. And you're like, fuck. I'm, I'm older than you. I've been in this business longer than you. I know what I'm talking about. And it's just, it goes back and forth. There's no body there to put their foot down and be like, look, this is what's going to happen. So... Like I said, I've talked about this before. Shawn Michaels was the big head case on his prime. And there was times where Undertaker would stand in the gorilla room and um, put tape on his hands and look straight in Shawn Michaels' hand without saying a word. That that whole thing of putting the tape around his hands, on his fists and everything, was basically saying, if you act up in this ring, I'm going to knock you out. And Shawn Michaels knew his place, and that's it. I guess CM Punk is trying try tried to do that, and it didn't work out because the kids fought back. So I don't know. I I think, uh, but back to what you were saying. Long story short, yeah, I think Edge is going to have some some type of problems there, and it's I think it's a little natural, but it's also a little crazy for someone else to be going through this situation. But um. I don't. I don't think we're going to see Edge and well, I'm sorry Adam Copeland and Ricky Starks in the ring anytime soon. I think it's just going to be strictly with Christian and and that whole circle there. So when that story finishes, whenever that finishes, because I think they can milk that story for a long time. Let's. It'd be interesting to see which direction Adam Copeland goes.
1: I would agree there. Moving on.
0: All right, moving on. Um. So once again, yeah, Dynamite was really good. Um. Collision was really good. Um, please check it out. I, I understand people don't like AEW. If you're ever, ever going to give AEW a chance, I think this is the moment you give them a chance because I'm telling you, their segments in the ring, out the ring, backstage, in someone's house or whatever have been really good. But moving on, I was really excited to watch Roar because what I've been asking for has finally happened. The Creed Brothers... Mommy? No, no mommy... <laughs> The, the Creed uh, man. brothers, man. They are, <laughs> they're at Raw, and oh my god, what a tag team match. Um, They fought Alpha Academy, they won. Now I just need my big wrestling fantasy to happen, and somehow Chad Gable joins them, or they join Chad Gable, because that would be like the most evil triple threat team possible. But yeah, I mean, they look awesome for their, their Raw debut. I was... Very happy to see them there and to see them win. And it looks like they're going to have a great future, hopefully. I'm hoping for that. For that. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, you, you could talk about Mommy, I guess.
1: <laughs> I mean, I just love Mommy. Anyway, but I think that with, you, with, with the fact that you said that, uh, I kind of, it gave me a little chills a little bit. Because seeing them as a faction uh, with Otis and... The Creeds and everyone else. I I, I can't forget. I'm sorry. I can't remember the female name right now. Yeah, half But I I think that would be a, a really good faction in WWE. They would like kick everyone's behind.
0: I think they yeah. I, I I I just I'm happy with the Creed Brothers and Gable You just give me those three guys. I'm I'm happy. That that's a legit kick ass team. That's that that could be like the whole new Suplex City. But um, let me ask a quick
1: question. Um, do you think that the Chad Gable, Gunther, uh, mat, like, cause they were kind of building like a rematch and, 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 Chad Gable almost winning the belt. Do you think they dropped the ball? Cause I think they did.
0: I think, I think. Dropped so. the ball, Biden. I, I think so then too. Did not give
1: you it to Gable?
0: Yes, I think so too. I was hoping that was going to be like a, maybe like a, best of three falls or whatever. And this was going to go to a pay-per-view. He was finally going to win, but also it. It, it would take away the title from Gutta. But um Yeah, which, I just,
1: which is fine. He broke the record. He has it.
0: Yeah, no, I know. Move I really on. I really like Chad Gable and pushing him I'm sorry to say this shoot him to the moon. But um yeah, I feel like they dropped the ball, but hopefully they could somehow pick up Fresh that man. ball or do something better with him. But I have to say, on Raw I did like the whole Miz thing. And it's oh, yeah. it's it's very weird because I just heard maybe within like twenty four hours before Raw, the day before or something like that that there was rumors of um turning um the Miz um back to face and and take him away from his <laughs> heel character and I was like really I was like how would that go and then I even heard something of him um joining um oh my god D Y. And oh no! Yeah, because oh they anyway. all from Cleveland and all that. So there's uh, that. So when I heard all of that, I was like, "Oh, that's that's no way that's gonna happen." But then when I'm starting to watch this promo and I'm seeing the Miz, I'm talking to um Guta and the fans are backing up everything that the Miz has to say. I'm like, "Wow!" And now I'm like, I'm interested in this. Like, I want to see this happen as soon as possible. I'm like, I- I'm the AEW fans coming out. Like, I want to see this this Saturday. Like, forget about the promos. <laughs> let's let 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 this happen right now because I want to see this fight. I'm 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 super excited about this fight more than anything right now that they have going on on Saturday. Um, and then it's so- it's, it's so funny because as the Miz is walking backstage, DYI's um music comes on. He walks right by them, but it's so so funny that I heard all of this and now it seems like all the pieces are falling out because eventually the Miz is gonna I'm sure get jumped and he's gonna need partners. So, I guess he's going to have some clean, clean uh, yeah,
1: That will make sense. Yeah. So, let me ask you this, though. um, the Because, you know, Miz, he's been, I guess, in such a what, year almost. Losing streak. He, I think he was almost with, what's his name? Hawkins. Yes. Level. Do you feel that um with him, he has to give Gunther, I think, in my opinion, a really good fight. He's not going to win it. But to fit credibility back to him and the character. Because I feel like he doesn't have any right now.
0: Yeah. I mean... It, it's, it's, I don't know how silly it sounds, but I feel like just in that promo, he got it back. And I don't, I, you're right, he's not going to win the match, but part of me feels like there's a chance he might win, like to shock the world. Because WWE loves the Miz. They might not show it, but they do. So a part of me, 10% of me was like, he might be the guy who wins the belt. And, and it, it's a crazy thought or whatever, but that's how this story already has me hooked. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that feels like that. So WWE is doing a great job with this, and they have someone for him to—at uh, least uh, a good contender. It's not that they, they just scrape somebody from the bottom, like, okay, let's throw him in there, and hopefully it's a good match. They got something good here. Let's see if they milk it, or is it going to be something like Chai Gable just end it fast? I'm not sure, but I'm, like I said, I'm hyped up for this match. I I don't know when it's gonna take place, or we're just gonna have a couple of weeks of promos and tag team matches until it's a one on one match. But um, yeah, but um, also like crazy thoughts. Um, I don't know if um Guta keeps the belt all the way to Berlin, or Roman keeps the belt all the way to Berlin. But they they're talking about maybe like that would be like a great match that's being discussed in the rumor world. Uh, Roman versus um, Guta for one of those titles since it's in Berlin and all of that mm. I,
1: I mean so pull WrestleMania 36 title for title or does like a match to, to say who's the best
0: yeah like I said I, I mean I like that I like that match but to think of Roman <laughs> keeping the belt all the way to August of next year it does make my stomach hurt like I'm I'm just. I'm not feeling Roman winning after Mania, and and beating Cody again. Cause um, I the only way I see Roman beating Cody, Cody will have to turn heel. There's there's nothing left for Cody to do. Like I mean, how how much are we gonna cheer for him for every time he loses to Roman? I don't know if he turns his hair black again. Like he did the, in AEW when he's like, he's evil Cody, and he's mad, and he's tired of it, and he dyed his hair black. But if he loses at Mania, because most likely that's the match we're going to have. It's Roman versus Cody too. If he loses and they want to shock the world, which would be the biggest shock ever. Because we thought, we thought Cody was going to end the story this year. Now we're like, oh, he's definitely going to end the story next year. And he doesn't. It would be the biggest shock in wrestling. Now, and he will have to turn heel, and like we get this evil Cody to eventually win the belt whenever that time comes. But for I don't know the whole thing. Lately, I've been hearing about Roman breaking the Hogan record, and that means he has to go to SummerSlam with the title. And if he's gonna beat Bruno, Wait. if he's gonna be beat um, Bruno's record, we're talking about four more years of him a champion. I don't think I they, don't think he we'll would
1: go that far. I, think,
0: I don't think they had a the title I for Hogan. It. Yeah, I don't think they have a the talent for it. Like, I know we, you, you said it before. Like he, you, we could. They could keep doing, like, a Kevin Owens and, like, and other people bring them back and, like, now they're ready or now they know how to beat them. I mean, but how many times do we want to see that? They will have to sign – we will have to see great stories with the return of CM Punk, uh, Randy Orton coming back and all of that for you to carry on, and he will have to take two months off every, t- every other month or something. I mean – I think I think it ends at um mania for Roman. You know, but. my
1: concern with Roman because everyone is trying to compare it to like the length, right? And this is where I think WWE is kinda quote cheating because if you remember back in the day, yes, they did uh wrestle like they only had like four major events or whatever the case was, but they wrestled and they defended that title like every other week, every yeah. other month. Roman doesn't defend it for like two, three months and they're yeah. like, Yeah
0: back in the Jack Tony think, days. Jack Tunney days, if you didn't, if you didn't fight if within 30 days, they took the title from you. Yeah,
1: and I'm like, so, so, I don't know. So like, the,
0: I mean, I, I, I say the old days, but in the past, when you got injured, as soon as you got injured, they took the butt away from you. Like, what happens if, if you could heal within 30 days? But if you got injured, they was like, oh, he's not able to um compete, so we have to take the title away from him. Within 24 hours. So. I think
1: is, is it's such an investment with Roman and that, you know, they have this, uh, and I think, like you said, leading to WrestleMania, right? Something's happening at WrestleMania that they need Roman. And this is the only reason why they're allowing for, like, these long periods of time. Because I think if, and honestly speaking, if this was like the beginning of Roman's reign and going all the way back to when he got at SummerSlam and then got injured, let's say, three months later, I think they would have stripped him. Right. But because you're this deep in the water, yeah. Do you strip him?
0: Well, that's what I'm trying to say. That um, and the records, the two records that that he has to beat, I can I can see them doing it. It just makes me sick thinking that they're gonna do it. Like it, it it literally makes me nauseous thinking four more years of Roman being a champion, just because I don't oh I I don't think how much you can stretch the story. But now if you want to think about the records, even though I think they're on good terms with Hogan now. Because I, I, they have some kind of new deal with him. Because I've seen his merchandise popping up like crazy, on the, on their websites for the uh, WWE shop. So this, they're definitely on good terms because they're selling his merchandise. But that, Hogan's always gonna have this, um, how can you say it? This bad shadow over him, for the racist terms that he used. So I, you would definitely want Roman to beat that record, so we don't have to talk about his name no more. And then the Bruno thing, would it, there's kids that are watching wrestling right now that have no idea who or what Bruno Sammartino looks like. This is true. <laughs> so they would rather have like, you know who's the who's the longest reigning champion ever? It's Roman Reigns. Yep, The Rock's cousin. Oh, that guy with the long hair. The guy who does the Superman punch. That Everybody kind of almost knows who Roman is. That's the guy you want to say that has the record of the longest champion ever. Ever, so that's the only reason I can see WWE going to break these records, so you can have a name that everyone knows now. So the the ten year ten year old kids, fourteen year old kids that are watching wrestling now, when they grew up, they they could talk about Roman, and you could start the whole thing all over because no one really now is talking about Bruno. So that's the only thing I can see of why they will go full speed and let Roman break every single record you could think of. There was a, a big boxing match Tyson Fury on Saturday. Roman's name came up in that fight. So oh, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, um his opponent I'm not going to even try to pronounce his name. I'm sorry. It was a good it was a good fight and everything but he ended the fight in the last round doing a superman punch and the announcers said um somewhere somewhere in this world basically Roman, Roman Reigns is smiling. So everyone knows who Roman Reigns is. And I think because oh, yeah. of that, there's a good chance that WWE does try to break every single record and have Roman's name there. It just the s- storytelling just might drag for the next four years. It,
1: was that a UFC fight?
0: No, it was a boxing match. It was a UFC fighter versus uh, the the best boxing heavyweight champion.
1: You think, okay, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna call this out. I think that was 100 percent choreographed. I think that this, uh, being quote UFC and WWE and Vince being
0: there. Well, it's not you. It's um, it wasn't a UFC guy because I think he left UFC because he had some issues with Dana White or whatever. And he's known as the hardest punching guy in the world, and he was fighting. Uh-huh. He was fighting the best boxing guy in the world. And it's funny uh, that you say that because while I was at the ball watching the fight I was like I think I think boxing a lot of boxing matches I feel like it's fake and it has to do with the the way they pay the the boxes and everything and I kind of said like look he he's gonna knock fury out or he's gonna knock fury down Fury's gonna knock him down and then it's gonna go to decision i were i was 75 percent correct he knocked fury down fury didn't knock him down but then it went to decision and fury went uh, one, uh, I mean, it's going to happen like that, and I think the, the everyone else felt like that. If 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 it goes to the decision, they're gonna make the boxer look good. It's a boxing match. Y- you're not gonna take away the win and the championship of a, of the, the main your best boxer from a decision to an MMA guy. But yeah, I mean, when what if me and you are gonna fight, and they give you fifty million dollars, and they give me fifty million dollars. And the money is set, and it can't be changed no matter what. Why are we gonna go kill each other? Our money, yeah, I agree. Our money is set already. Now you tell me, hey, the winner gets the, the the biggest purse. So let's say, hey, the winner gets fifty million, the loser gets ten million. I'm gonna try and knock your head off. I w- I want to win the fight. It's not going to decision. It's only gonna go to decision if me and you are the best boxers ever. And we know how to block every punch and everything. This was a guy who knows how to punch really hard, but he's not. This was his first boxing match, besides what he practices in his gym. It shouldn't have gone to decision. You're fighting the supposedly the best boxer in the world. It shouldn't have gone to decision. It, wouldn't that make the boxer look bad? So, I don't know. And I just feel like that's in every boxing fight, a Mayweather fight, I think. The money, the purse is set already. The even the Logan Paul fights and everything, a, a lot of those fights go to decision because the money is set already. There's no reason to kill each other. But I mean that's a whole different podcast, and we'll leave. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. So anyway, um, so um, last week we announced Brock Anderson, who was a talent from AEW, that his contract ended, and then a few days later was um his father, Arn Anderson, which I said before. So just bringing that up, where do they go, do they go to WWE, whatever, that was just some news that popped up, also, um, sure you and um, Mark would like this one, Shane McMahon is on his recovery tour right now, to make his return into the ring, so I don't know how excited you guys about that, because I know you guys uh-huh. love Shane McMahon,
1: well, I, I love when he comes out and does that stupid little dance. But, <laughs> you know, I am with dancing. But <laughs> but with that said, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, it's weird because, like, Shane, he's one of, like, I like to see him, but, it's like, he's not a wrestler. And, you know, to come back, and maybe he will come back for WrestleMania to make it, quote, a big WrestleMania, or they feel like he'll make it bigger. I never, like, when AJ fought Shane at the WrestleMania in Orlando, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't think about anything much of it. I was like, okay. And then Undertaker versus Shane and the Hell in a Cell, same thing. I was like, oh, okay. We're going to see crazy shit, but it's not going to make me go, oh my god, Shane McMahon's there. I like Shane. Don't get me wrong. Right. I just, he doesn't. I don't watch him because he's coming.
0: Got it. Anyway. All right, and then let's talk about let's end the show with um, something that has caused a little mixed reviews. It was a mommy. <laughs> no, no, mommy. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tony Khan. Did you see
1: mommy? Wait, wait. I'm sorry. What? Did you see mommy today in her little uh, NXT? Because today is Tuesday. NXT uh, cop outfit. No. Okay. Well, when you watch it later. Oh my God. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. I...
0: All right. <laughs> um, last week it was announced um before Collision that um Tony Khan had a special gift. And this is the key word here, a special gift, not a surprise, a gift for Sting. So everyone's thinking, um, everyone has a whole bunch of jokes of what the gift could be, and, but it's all objects. It's 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 his, it's hair dye, it's colorful face paint, it's um, stupid silly stuff. But no, his gift was the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. <laughs>
1: I just had the image of... I'm sorry. I just had the image of Ric Flair coming out just
0: with a bowl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people was like... <laughs> th- like, a lot of people were like, the really bad way. Like, thank God it was Ric Flair. Because what happens if it was his Booker T? Like, you can't gift a person. It's, it's, huh. it's 2023. We passed that time a long time ago. You can't gift <laughs> another human being a human being. So...
1: Wait... Tony a billionaire, so maybe he
0: could. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I know Ric Flair does things for money, but I don't know if it, he's doing that. But yeah, so Ric Flair was the gift. And it, the fans loved it and everything. I just think it would have been better if he would have announced it as a surprise, not a gift. So I don't know if, what Sting does with this gift now. But um, Ric... Let me
1: ask you this question. Yes. Do you think it was the biggest surprise that Ric Flair showed up on AEW TV?
0: Yes. I thought it was a, okay. hu- a huge surprise um the fans went crazy once again it, that that show dynamite was good the crowd was good and everything and it's just a good show and it all people care about lately is the attendance and it, it drives me a little crazy like you you be like oh dynamite was such a good show but how was the attendance how was the ratings it was a good show and people just care about the ratings and the attendance Love wrestling. If you love wrestling, you should be happy it was a good show. You you will entertain for the two hours. Try to be entertained for three hours of Raw. I, like I said, I love Raw. I love WWE. Watching three hours is hard. AEW has a nice two-hour show that's working right now at this moment for them. If you like wrestling, give it a chance. Stop worrying about business stuff that you have no interest in anyway you should have. Like you unless you have like real stock or or yeah. or you're betting on like oh I bet that they were gonna get seven thousand people and they got ten thousand I don't know. Like leave that to Tony Khan to worry about. And he doesn't seem like he's worried about it right now because he's not changing anything. So if it's a good show, just watch it. But back to Ric Flair. Yeah, I think it's big for them. Um where do they go with this? Ric Flair didn't say that um he wants to take this ride with Sting. Until his retirement, so does that mean we're going to see him now every week, in in rings in Sting's corner? Um, does that mean we're going to see Rick Flair have his final, final, fight, final, final match? Because I think he's oh he's had three final matches already, so so this will be his fourth final match unless he has a couple of tag team matches and then a final match. Um, I see this going two ways. I I can see this. Having Ric Flair turn on Sting. And him becoming Sting's last opponent. Or I could see Darby Allin getting a little jealous. Of the friendship between Ric Flair and Sting. And Darby Allin attacking Ric Flair. And becoming Sting's opponent. But we have time for that. Since I believe the that pay per view happens in 2-3 to three months from now. So we'll see who Sting's final match will be with. But I'm pretty sure Ric Flair in this story has to do with that. I do he's gonna cause someone like Darby Allen to fight Sting or he's going to fight Sting. And I hope it's Darby Allen, not Ric Flair. But yeah.
1: Um I don't know. I think I don't let I I me mean, like even if they had Sting versus Darby Allen, which I don't think is a big deal. Even if they hype it up as much as they can but I it, don't they, they've see been, Ric Flair.
0: They've been they've been partners since day one. So I think the, the, there's a story there. It, it is a big deal if Darby turns on him. If you do the whole friendship thing, like, oh, Sting, um, I'm your buddy for life, and I, I would love to be the, your last match, that might be a little corny. But if we see, like, an evil Darby Allen, like, almost <laughs> try to kill Ric Flair. Yeah. There's something there. Excuse me. <clears throat> So yeah, I mean, that 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 would be the direction I think to go to make a story interesting. We get like a psycho crazy Darby Allen, and he uh, we get to see a bloody Ric Flair all over again. This thing has to defend his longtime friend and fight his new friend or whatever. But anyway,
1: I don't know. I I, I for me, I I don't see Ric Flair. But my point was, with, I don't see Ric Flair adding to. The story per se. I mean, I guess if hypothetically, if you went down the story pipe with Darby versus Sting, Darby turning on Sting and then Ric Flair turning on Sting and making him his, uh, making Ric Flair his mentor type of thing, as Christian has done with the other one, uh, Nick Wayne, then maybe you have a story there a little bit, but then it's like the AEW is kind of already doing that with, again, Nick Wayne. Right. So I I don't know I, I I just don't see the value for Ric Flair being there other than to be like either a his last match or B just to promote AEW to trying to get ratings up.
0: Yeah, I mean he's definitely there to help promote because um same thing just like like with um WWE was doing um AEW is also looking for a new TV deal so having big names right now and Ric Flair does help.
1: But, Wait, um, so I, AEW, I'm sorry, it's my, my concern. You yeah. say AEW and Warner Bros. are negotiating a contract
0: right now? Yeah, they've been, there's been talks for like a, a streaming service and maybe a longer term deal. With, uh, so having Ric Flair there and, and Adam Copeland and whatever name they have right now how helps them. Their shows, like I said, have been better. So that all adds up to it. <laughs> but um, Ric Flair has said that he wants to die in the ring. So I could definitely see him having another match. Is it with Sting or wow. is it Sting's partner? I don't know, but I, I have a funny feeling. If I could bet right now, I would bet we are going to see um, Rick Flair wrestle one more time. But um, it won't, it won't be the greatest thing, but it'll be something to watch. I guess
1: <laughs> we shall see. Anyway, like, I,
0: I, I I see Rick Flair being the the dirty player in the game, and dropping to his knees and low balling um Sting. The only problem is that he's gonna give him that quad shot, and he's not gonna be able to get up, and it's gonna look really bad. So. Hey, uh, poor thing. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, that's a wrap. We did um, almost an hour, fifty-eight minutes without Mark. I-, I was hoping Mark would do a little drive-by, but Mark is <laughs> Mark is stuck somewhere else right now, and like I said, it's a different day. So.
1: Well, as long as he's not with mommy, I don't care about do- anything. We don't
0: know that. What? Maybe the maybe the new Judgment Day is with mommy. <laughs> oh wait, what? Yeah, we, <laughs> I don't like that joke. <laughs> we know <laughs> how, <laughs> we know how Xavier Woods plays. So,
1: huh. all right, wait, um, listen.
0: What's your shout out? Yeah, he
1: does like the, <laughs> he oh, likes boy. English women. All right, <laughs> with that said, um, I'd like to shout out the. Kids the World, uh, they have a special event that is, again, with are tied in Parts of Reality at the end of the – oh, I'm sorry, it's December 7th, if I'm not mistaken. They already do have some names. I'll try to get it for next week, uh, who's going to be there. And they also have Hearts – I'm sorry, reality stars from the other shows like Big Brother, Survivor. Uh, they do have a Dolphin one. They have a lot of events going on. Uh, so please check them out. Again, Hearts of Reality. And, of course, Mania Club who also does different little events and auctions for Connor's Cure and Give Kids the World. So please check them out. Great. Uh,
0: my shout-outs go to, once again, to Lucharitos, a Mexican wrestling-themed restaurant in Long Island, Melville. And um, Wrestling Universe, they have an announced. I don't have the exact date on me right now. I apologize for that. But they are having an ECW day with uh, a few talent members from ECW. And they just announced, I believe it's December 29th, Swerve Strickland is going to be there. So That's definitely, if you're in the area, do not miss that. Um, But besides that, thank you all for your support. Um, Thank you for listening to us. Um, Keep spreading the word about us. And we'll see you around. Take care. Goodbye.